Welcome to Board Games Are For Losers, a podcast where two friends with the same name talk about everything board game related and introduce new players to the hobby. And now, here they are, Darren and Darren. Welcome to today's episode of Board Games Are For Losers. I'm your host, Darren. And I'm also Darren. And today we're going to be bringing you a segment of the losers pick a winner, and we're going to be looking at the game King Domino, and we have with us a special return guest, Joelle. Joelle, welcome back to the podcast. Hey guys, thanks for having me back. So, um, we really wanted to have Joelle back as a guest because... No one else will come on the show. No, well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but also, she's our first... Uh, Example of the success of our podcast because since being on the show, Joelle has continued to play several games with us. Yes, um, by choice. That's right. We don't force her. She's <laughs> <She's> in by force. <laughs> that's a thank you for specifying that. Um, that is important. I think you played Sagrada. Yep. Azul. Yep. And not only have you played King Domino, but you bought it. Correct. So that's why we wanted to have you on to discuss King Domino. Uh, today. And Dave Ron, why don't you give us a rundown of King Domino? Okay. In King Domino, players draft tiles in order to build a 5x5 five five grid in front of them. Unlike traditional dominoes, these dominoes have six different colors to represent terrain in their kingdom, i.e. blue squares for water. Some of the squares will have crowns on them, which are used for scoring. The goal is to connect squares of the same type together to include the crowns, because at the end of the game, you score by counting the connected squares of the same color and multiply that by the number of crowns. So if you have five blue squares connected that contain two crowns, you would score 10 points. Do you need me to do that math again? Uh, I think I got it. Okay. <laughs> the dominoes are numbered 1 to 48, which reflect their value in the game, i.e. the 48 domino has lots of crowns on it. Each turn, four tiles will be revealed and ordered by number. The domino you choose in the first round will determine the order you pick in the next round, and so on and so forth. So the better domino that you pick will make you go later in the following round. Play continues until all the dominoes are gone. And and I might add, it plays up to four players with the expansion that goes to five. And it plays about 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, except when you're playing. You tend to go... Stretch. Hmm. <laughs> huh, hmm. Well, it depends on my mood. <laughs> a lot of noises that come out. That's a lot of noises. So um, let's talk about some of the pros and cons of King Domino. Joelle, what do you like about King Domino? So I think the first thing that jumps out at me with King Domino is I really like the theme. Uh, the way I think of it, it's kind of mid-15th century or so, uh, mm. where you're you know, a lord and you're trying to build a kingdom and that kingdom is supposed to be worth more than everyone else. And so you're trying to get points to extend that lead. Okay. How did you determine it's mid 15th century? Um, that <laughs> was very smart. I'm, I was actually a history buff, um, in college. <laughs> I just actually lied to you, Darren. If you believe me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> fair enough. Um, I, well, there's castles involved and there's patches of land with, you know, farm animals on it. Um, there's also, you know, when we get to the expansion, there's uh, giants. So that's Ooh. something that makes me think of back in the days when there's like queens. Because that's when they existed. With <laughs> <laughs> also, to my acknowledgement of the history, that's when giants were first uh, captured and, you know, <laughs> very... 
Here, here's here's the thing. This is obviously an abstract game because it's dominoes. Mm-hmm. But the, what they did, they did a good job. I mean, we, we've talked about abstract games before, and it's very easy to just kind of write it off and not work on the theme. They, to their credit, they have nice terrain tiles. It, it kind of is, shows you're trying to build your little kingdom. They have those castles, mm-hmm. which are completely useless pieces. Exactly. But, but yeah. they, very useless. They, very they, useless, they yeah. make an effort. I wouldn't say that's a pro for me, I would say, but they tried. I agree with Joelle. Like, I... I I wouldn't play this so like, oh, let's play a castle game. This is the one that would come to mind. Right. <laughs> but the theme is cool. The art is bright and the colors are vibrant and yeah. it's fun. So I, I do, I think the theme is good. Uh, one of the pros, another pro for me, um, I think the game is really easy to teach. Mm-hmm. It makes it very accessible to a lot of people. You can uh, open a box and teach somebody in five minutes tops how to play. And the rules are Pretty simple. Pick a tile and make sure it matches. The, when you place it, the placement rules are simple. Make sure it matches another color. Uh, Deron, you play with your young children, as do I, and they get it Yeah, pretty yeah. easily. They, yeah. I play with my six- and four-year-old now, mm-hmm. and uh, my six-year-old, is, he's got it. There's no yep. there's no thing. There's nothing he doesn't get about the game. I mean, maybe he will miss a few nuances of a strategy, but mm-hmm. totally got it. And, and you know, Joelle is not the only one that's bought this game after we've taught it to them. Sure. I, I think I can name six people just at work alone yeah. that have bought this game now. I feel like we need commission yeah. at this point, <laughs> but yeah, it's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. I will say the rule book is maybe a little hard to understand. It's easier to uh, learn by just pl- having someone teach you or watching a video. Definitely. Yeah. Rule book's not great. No, but, it's uh, not the best. And I think, t- yeah, it's very visual. So, yeah. like Darren said, you just have to basically connect the same colors and then you get points based on that. Yeah. Dave Ron, what do you like about it? I like, I think my favorite part is that drafting mechanic. That sort of the the better tile you pull causes you to draft later the next round. And it, it, it makes you think about what it, when is it worth it to take a really good tile? When is it worth it to try to play for the first pick? Next time, and if anybody's sports fans are listening, it's just like the idea of you finish worse in a season, you get a good draft pick the next year. Yeah. So you're basically rebuilding. So it's that push and pull of it is really cool, and then I think kids pick up on that, and they kind of learn a little strategy based on that, a very basic drafting strategy. Yeah, I think that is a fun part of it as well. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and to kind of segue into that, I think, you know, to build on that – the thing I like also about the game is that it's a mix of strategy and luck. It's not; it doesn't heavily weigh on one of the other because mm-hmm. um, there's so many layers that it's constantly changing with you know which turn you're going to get, and then on top of that, you know which tiles are drawn, mm-hmm. um, and then on you know on top of that, they they throw in these wild cards uh, where you can get extra bonus points. So you know. For example, say you have to get, you know, yellow tiles in the corner. Mm-hmm. And for each tile, you get another additional five points. So, again, you know, it's not balancing on luck or balancing just on strategy. It's really in the middle. Yeah, I think that yeah. No, and what you were talking about was the expansion, which we'll get into in a little bit. But, yeah, you're exactly right. That you, if you play terribly, you're not going to win. But at the same time, it doesn't. It relies on it relies on you mm-hmm. figuring out like when is a good time to pick something, where is a good place to play it, and to look ahead, saying yeah. if I pick this tile next round, I should get that tile because I can fit them all together. And I will I will add that adds a little bit of gambling to it because you're like I don't really love this tile, but if it's going to give me a, a a good pick the next turn, I like that. And I think uh, another thing that we didn't mention, but in this game. Um, 
you know the rule book on the back has exactly how many of each tiles are out there. And you can look on the table and say there's this many water tiles left. And you can mm -hmm. gamble hoping it's going to come up in the next set and try to go for an earlier pick. So I like that aspect of it as well. Um, one other thing I think about the luck versus strategy aspect that I think is cool is that nobody's – this for a family-type lightweight game, nobody can dominate it. You know, you can't be so good that you're going to win all the time. I don't know. I beat my six-year-old pretty good most of the time. <laughs> but, but it's fun in that sense because just there is luck. So it does just because I've played the game 50 times. Like we played today, I've played probably 30 or 40 games, and I lost. Joel, yeah. Joel beat me. Yeah, I got third. You got fourth, yeah, and Joel won, right? Oh, I got second. Oh, you got second. Five, that's yes. right. Yeah, so a, new, a relative newcomer got yeah. first. And that's, I think, one aspect of the game I, I definitely like. Darren, what else do you got for pros? Um... For me, uh, that's, I mean, that, that's it. I think I kind of went over everything that I can think of. Um, yeah, I'll throw it, I'll throw in the replayability because I, I think I forgot to mention okay. this before. It was, uh, so I, I was just looking at my stats here, and since I got this game in May, I've played 51 times, and a lot of that's with my six year old, yeah. and that's like, that's insane for yeah. a game that mm. is cost, what, 15 bucks? Yeah. 50 plays, and, yeah, okay, it gets a little bit of the same thing over and over, but since there's so many variety of ways the tiles can come out, because that's really what determines yeah. the dominoes, yeah. I mean, yeah. that determines how the game unfolds, it it doesn't get boring. Yeah. And when I played it every day for like a string of 30 days, it got a little old, but mm -hmm. I'd be happy to pick up this game and play it any day. Yeah, I agree. Right. And I was even thinking too for kids, it's good for doing math, mm -hmm. you know, young kids and whatnot. And it helps me. I mean, I'm getting old now. I'm forgetting how to multiply. So So did you know the answer of two times five? <laughs> you knew it was ten. <laughs> now I do, yes. <laughs> Anything else you want to add there on? Cons. Or sorry, pros still. No, pros, I think I think we hit everything. Alright, how about cons? Well, I think you had one, right? Yeah, I have one and it's it's the only one I can really come up with, but I don't love it at, at the two player count. Um, mainly not that it's not fun, but the, the the problem I feel with it is the two player rules say you take out half the the dominoes and you each get to choose two on a turn, which is fine and that's fun, but when half of them are out of the game, you don't know you know, if that tile you really need is still in the game. So you're gambling to try to get it. You don't even know if it's there. Right. You know, you, know, you might be going for those blue water tiles, right. and they might be all sitting They're in the box, out not there. in the game. Yeah. You know, so, so what I will say, and I know we've discussed this before, is, is that variant that makes, uh, for two players, you go to seven by seven grid. So mm -hmm. it, uh, it doesn't seem like much of a change, but now you basically double the size, and you're using all the tiles in the game. And it's really a fun like that's what I enjoy playing with with my son. Just the two player seven by seven grid. It's a totally different game, yeah. and it really solves that problem. Okay. So if you know, it says that it's a variant in the rule. I wouldn't play two players five by five yeah. ever, ever yeah. again. No, I wouldn't. I, and I haven't played the, the the that variant yet, so I should try it. But I, I agree, having played two players quite a bit. I feel like it's lacking something, and that sounds like that would be the fix for it. But that's the only negative I have, Joel. Do you have anything negative to say about it? Not. Uh, I wouldn't say anything negative. It was the only thing is if the extension 
um, we want to get into. The expansion. The so expansion. let's talk about the expansion. They were yes, yes. So for the expansion, it's called the uh, the Age of Giants. Yes, yes. Age of Giants. I should have. Yeah, it's a good preparation. Which can I just <laughs> note was a really tough time in back in the 14th century. <laughs> so this creates a the realistic uh, invasion of the giants, and as we all know, in the mid 15th century that occurred, yeah. according to Joel. <laughs> so it, so what it does is it adds giants to the game. So now six dominoes are going to force a player to take one of these little giant figures and place it on one of their crowns on their board. And so we all know crowns are used to as the multiplier to score points. And those dominoes are considered the worst in the game. They're below the number one domino. And then six other dominoes are now going to allow the player to, when they pick it up, to move that giant off of their board and give it to somebody else. And these six dominoes have four or five crowns on them. So they're really valuable and they're the highest value in the game. So when you lay out your tiles, those will go at the end of the, at the end of the pick. Um, it also provides the expansion also provides some end game scoring bonuses. There's 17 different bonuses. You pick two for a game and, and you go. So Joel, how did you feel about the giants? I hated the giants to be quite <laughs> honest in the beginning. It was a little confusing and they were ugly. Um, like, I think they're like hairy and just yeah. large. They're, they're true to life, though, as they existed in the 15th century. Exactly. So they do get that right. Um, but then after I played it a couple more times, I actually started to like the Well, I wouldn't say I like the Giants, but I like, you know, this different layer of strategy that you're now using with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it grew on me. It did take a while, though. Tim Ron, what do you think about the Giants? Yeah, I, I agree. I'm kind of lukewarm on them. I like it. It adds that element of it really can now punish you if you pick last mm-hmm. in a round. Because, yeah. mm-hmm. or, I'm sorry, if you pick the best tile, a domino in a round, that you're going to be forced to have last pick next round. And if that Giant comes out, you're stuck with it. Yeah. So it forces you now to think more about where you pick um, each round. Um, at the same time, I think the first time we played it, the way they came out – you basically had just were able to pick the giant and the next round pick, move it. pick move the one that moved it off and you just went back and yeah. forth so you basically just picked these really awesome tiles and got no punishment for it but i think that was just a lucky way it came out yeah. and, and since then i've i've kind of grown to like them a little bit you can either take it or leave it i like the variety it plays i would play the original equally as well as the expansion. It doesn't matter to me. I think they're both good. Yeah, and I think that's a good point. Is The way I feel about it, I, I see what both of you are saying. I, I, I think I would choose when to play with it. I wouldn't always play with them, but I, I would. But there's sometimes I do enjoy playing them. When we play at work and it's a little more fun to be cutthroat, I like the interactive, like, take that, that right. they add. Yeah. I like that. And sometimes yeah. I want to play that way. I wouldn't play it with the kids so much. Right. I don't think I'd... Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not great. No. Except they like the, the stinky, I call them the stinky giants because mm-hmm. they're like gross and hairy and you don't yeah. want them on your board. And yeah. right. So it's kind of fun to do that. But I agree, the cutthroat adds a little bit to the right situation. Yeah. Right. Um, what about the other part of the expansion that includes those bonus uh, scoring conditions? I like those more mm-hmm. um, because I think it adds. And you know, the base game came with the option to play with a couple of end game bonus scores. Yeah, I never in the rule book. did that. Yeah, it doesn't make yeah. it very obvious. But this one is like you flip over two tiles. Hey, these bonuses. If you have water in a certain spot, the blue tiles in certain spots, you get bonus points. It just adds a little variety, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and it allows you to win in a different way. You yeah. don't have to necessarily focus on this big block of blue tiles. You can put them in certain places and get good points for it. So, again, it adds variety where the base game doesn't have a lot. Yeah. 
I agree. I, I, I love those bonus scoring tiles. You can either pick them at random or you can choose the ones that you like and add them to the game whenever you want. I think it adds a lot of variety and a little more strategy, so I, I like them quite a bit. Um, anything else about the expansion? Well, from having be the owner of the expansion, I can tell you it's very annoying to when you try to separate it out. With most expansions, this is the case. When you try to separate out the expansion contents from the regular game, this this is hard because you have to take all those dominoes out, set them aside. Then when you set the game back up, you have to make sure they're all mixed in well. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's annoying because the dominoes are very thick and chunky. Yeah. And they're not easy to shuffle or anything yeah. like that. So it's annoying to set up when you transfer back from the base to the expansion. And it's annoying to, to tear it down. Mm-hmm. And the boxes are weird sizes and they yeah. don't fit together. Right. You can't put everything in one box. Yeah. Maybe there's a, another solution for it out there. I haven't seen it, but I don't know. I, I agree because I did buy the expansion too and it's a pain that they don't fit in the same box. We did forget to mention the expansion comes with that little tower. Yes. The uh, tile dispenser. Yes, that, yes, that's awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 It's almost worth the price of admission. <laughs> almost. It, it is, and I, I wish that I could... Put that in the regular box, so yeah. when I played the regular game, I could just use, use that. that. But there's yeah. no way to just—I haven't figured out a good way to organize it um, to make it so I could play with that nice, cool dispenser tower and also play the base game. Um, plus, the—you said the cost of admission here. The expansion is more expensive than the base game. Yeah, but the base game itself is only about fifteen dollars. Right. So I think that's a pretty important I, point here. I've played it fifty times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's- well worth the money. I mean, I, we usually, you know, want to talk about for these games, who do we recommend them for? And honestly, I think at $15, you just got to go buy this game. You, you like, it's so good. Yeah. You'll play it. You'll get your money's worth out of it. Right. And it's a good family game. It's a good friend game. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I bought it. Yep. You know. You can bring it to family gatherings, teach it quickly. Mm-hmm. And have fun with it. And I don't think it's not like a $50 game where I want to play it first to see if I right. get my money's worth. For right. $15, definitely I'd say go out and buy it. Maybe hold off in the expansion. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would say. Buy the base game if you really like it. Want the extra variety, buy the expansion. But, but you'd be fine with totally with the base. My number one recommended game by far to everybody. I would agree. This is everything yeah. I'd recommend to everybody. And... Joelle bought it. Yes. Her first game in her collection that it is, is sure to grow. Right. Sure to grow. <laughs> to Not t- like myself. I, I didn't think there was a short joke coming. <laughs> no, there was no short joke. I was going to make a joke about the size of, of Darren's game collection. <laughs> For the audience's reference, I'm almost 5'1". That's so. right. Almost. <laughs> almost. Not, not quite. <laughs> Joelle, thanks for coming back on the podcast. Yeah, thanks again, guys. Good to have you again. And that is King Domino. Go out and get it right away. Sayonara. (laughs) Sayonara. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this week's episode. For more information about the podcast, check out www.boardgamesareforlosers.com. If you have questions that you want answered on the show, or if you just want to tell us that you still think we're losers, you can email us at boardgamelosers at gmail.com. You can chat with other losers in our forums over at BoardGameGeek.com by visiting guild number 3300. And don't forget to check out our amazing board game photography on Instagram by following at BoardGameLosers.